You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again to everybody at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, June the 28th. That means it is the last day of the month. It's the last day of the second quarter, last day of the first half of the year. I am your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us for this special day is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, how are things on your end today? Hey, wonderful. I'm in uh, Montenegro. It's uh, quite late at night. I had my dinner, having a glass of wine now, and uh, celebrating the week that was, and of course the month that was, which was actually spectacular. So, uh, lots of good things to chat about. No doubt about that, Eric. And uh, before we get started, again, it is now officially summertime. I know it's summertime in Montenegro. It's summertime where I am. And that means it's time for the Sprott Money Summer Sale. You can, of course, find all types of wonderful coins and bullion bars for sale at the SprottMoney.com website. Just go there to check it out. Of course, you can call us at 888-861-0775 for more details and, and full updates on what we're currently offering. Eric, what we're offering is a lot of stuff that's higher in price than it was just a few weeks ago. Even though this feels like a volatile week uh, because we've given some gains back here late in the week, gold's still up 1% on the week, uh, $13, $14 as we go to wrap up the week with silver about unchanged. What are your thoughts on the week that was? Well, you know, it's been spectacular. Right? I mean, I guess we got up to 1430 and yes, we're in close around 1410 It's the end of the month. We had a great, 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 great month. We shouldn't forget that, okay? Uh, to, to think that the gold is up with $135 from four odd weeks ago is, is absolutely spectacular. Uh, it's changed everything. The way people look at gold, the way people look at gold shares, uh, hopefully in due course, the way they look at silver. Um, so the it, it's been spectacular, and I would guess with the technical strength uh, with the universal interest, that we should go higher. There's still some things to deal with with the, with the commitment of traders and balances where the commercial has gone quite a bit short. You can see exactly what's transpired this week, but it's not uh, constructive uh, positioning. And of course, the, the one hope we have is that we get what's called a commercial signal though, where the commercial is all piling on the short side and it blown out, which, of course, we love that. But the jury's still out on that, but uh, it's been a great week. And it has been an interesting week, Eric, no doubt about that. I wonder uh, what your thoughts are going forward. We're going to turn the corner into the second half, and, of course, by the end of July, we'll have that next FOMC meeting where now it almost seems a fait accompli that we're going to at least get our first rate cut. What will you uh, be looking for as the new month begins? Well, you know, rate cut or no rate cut. The fact is that the Fed's done a 180. I mean, they were tightening, they were raising, uh, and then all of a sudden the market crashes into the December close there, the December low, and and the Fed does a 180. And in fact, not just the Fed, how about the ECB? I mean, they seem even more ridiculous. What are we going to do? Whatever it takes, okay? Well, I mean, I only got zero interest rates or negative interest rates, and they're going to do whatever it takes. What does that mean? We, you know, we get to this thing where, you know, people have money in the bank and they have to pay the bank to keep the money in the bank. And they're going to look for other things to invest in, whether it's bonds or stocks or gold, physical things. All those things lead to people making big decisions 
We don't need many making decisions in favor of gold. So one half of one percent of people's portfolios today. So if you know another half of one percent of people decide they should own gold, you double the demand, but over a very very short time frame. And I didn't point out that, for example, last Friday we put 35 tons in one day into the GLD. It was a staggering, staggering kind of number. And it's just that people are looking what's going on. And if it isn't people, the computers are looking what's going on. And as you know, I've said many times I rely on the computers more than the people. Because computers see what's going on. And they see the gold is technically breaking up. They see the volumes. They see the gold stocks coming up. They're blurting out at the end of the day to the portfolio managers, gold stocks, number one, gold, number two, silver stocks, number three. And uh, they, they have to make decisions. And most of those people would never even think of looking at gold stocks or silver stocks or the precious metals. But that kind of uh, uh, kicking out by the computer tells them to start looking at it or at least take some action. And of course, as we know, uh, between the algos and other uh, machine-oriented decision-making processes, alternative intelligence, things like that, people go there. So we've seen a lot of action, and uh, I suspect uh, it's likely to continue here. Eric, I want to ask you a couple of the questions that have come in this week uh, from folks or Sprott Money customers, but other folks that just follow us in these weekly conversations. You mentioned the GLD and how it added 35 metric tons last Friday to its portfolio of allegedly gold, though we can probably debate that as well. But they added 35 metric tons last Friday, which was the biggest one-day addition since 2009. One of the questions we had this week was uh, from someone who wanted to know uh, what it, what would maybe would you ever consider taking a big pot of money and buying a whole bunch of one of your uh, the old Sprott funds, the PHYS or the PSLV. Uh, to to add a whole bunch more metal to those funds. Does that ever cross your mind? It does cross my mind. Uh, one of the things I did, uh, I guess, uh, two weeks ago now, is I bought, put another uh, $10 million in the uh, Sprott Physical Silver Equities Fund. So not the, the Silver Equities Fund, uh, because, uh, as you know, silver has been underperforming gold, but I think silver is going to blast. <laughs> it's just going to blast. It would take so little money. It's kind of surprising to think of it. You know, the 35 tons, which is like a billion dollars in the, the GLD for that one day. One day. One day. All right. A billion dollars in the silver. Oh, my God. It would be, be incredible. And I think it's going to happen. And I think about it all the time. And I think about buying, yes, I think about buying the spot silver, physical silver fund. I haven't yet. And, of course, the reason I probably haven't yet is because there's a little more torque in the, um, in the equities. And I have bought quite a number of equities here. I probably bought five different placements of twenty to twenty-five million dollars in the last uh, two, three weeks. Uh, some are probably still to be announced, but there's been a few announced already um, because I think that's where the leverage is. And of course, I'm looking for companies that uh, are having trouble, or all of a sudden the price going to fourteen hundred, they're out of trouble. And uh, things are going to get better in a, in a big hurry here. So, and I do think about buying those funds. I may yet buy the silver equities fund because I think silver is like flying to go here. It's just mm-hmm. it's incredible that it's done so poorly. Uh, and yet, 
You know, when I look around to find silver equity, they're the toughest thing to find. And right. Yet, and so, so why don't you buy silver, right? I mean, there's so few equities. And it's not that they're at poor valuations, because they're never at poor valuations because there's so few of them. That's not to say you don't get to exotic valuations, which they typically do when it runs. But I do tend to believe that the silver price will be, I think I mentioned last week, 90 to $550. I actually give that some some credibility. So, fine, let's think about how we deploy our money uh, in that area. And as I said, I already bought the uh, silver, spot silver equities fund. I haven't bought the physical silver fund, but believe me, it's front of mind all the time right now. All right. Well, then just one other question for you, Eric, and then we'll begin to wrap up. But we another great week in the shares. As you began to tell us several weeks back that the uh, highly leveraged the senior miners would take off before any, anybody else in the early stages of a bull market, and that's been right. And a big producer like Kirkland Lake has done really well uh, as of late as well. Another company, though, that you've mentioned prominently is Wallbridge, and I know they have had a uh, very well-publicized and interesting press release this week. Uh, and so the question that was sent in was just any further comments you might have on Wallbridge. Well, I found it very funny because they, got, they put three press releases out the same day, which was uh, Friday. And, I, of course, I get on a plane at 10 a.m. in the morning, Eastern Time, and the first release is out saying they've got the next two coming out. <laughs> I, I'm on my way to Ireland. I'm coming to Ireland because the market closed and... and uh, and I'm looking at these press releases, and I'm going to tell you, I, for a guy who's a chartered accountant, and for all the information they give you, it's very complex. And at first reading, I wasn't sure exactly what I was supposed to think. And I probably spent four hours now looking at those press releases. Okay, where's this hole? Where's that hole? What does this mean? What does that mean? And uh, somebody interesting... Uh, data points that they said was that they had uh, 900 meters of structure going this way. They got 800 meters of structure going that way. They found gold in the sediments. They have a 960 meter hole that for the most part had gold throughout the whole hole without it, but it's not assayed yet. Uh, that had five visible gold intersections. They had another one that had seven visible gold intersections. And I look at these things on the maps that they have. And I'm like, oh, my God, if those things run, this could be one of the great, greatest things of all time because the dimensions, the 960-meter uh, core length is about probably 600 meters of width, width, not strike. They already said the strike's 2.5 kilometers. Now we're talking about width. And, of course, we know the vertical is for sure over four to 500 meters. So this thing's kind of shaping up that it could be something very dramatic. We just don't have enough known assays to say, but it, it looks quite impressive to say the least. Well, all right, my friend. Let's uh, as we wrap up. Uh, like we mentioned, the uh, first half of the year is over with, and it has been quite a first half of the year. Just any thoughts on your mind as we enter the second half and then begin to look forward to next year? Sure. Well, you know, we're seeing all sorts of signs of the economy being weak. And we saw the consumer confidence plummet this month. Uh, we've seen kind of punky uh, new home sales. Uh, car sales, I'm sure, are not holding their own. But there seems to be a Chicago PMI. We're seeing so many signs of weakness here. 
including, of course, the 10-year bond trading down around 2%, which is telling you that, hey, it's not nearly as optimistic as everyone thinks here. So I think we're in a wonderful position where the Fed will act. I think the Fed and the ECB and other central banks will have to act irresponsibly, which they're quite accustomed to doing, uh, which will tell everyone, you have to own precious metals here because this whole system of printing money and uh, negative interest rates is not conducive to to people having their money in fiat-type instruments, but better to have the real thing. So I think the outlook is, is brilliant for gold. Uh, we've had a tremendous uh, month and a half here, and um, I'm, 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 I'm very pleased that it held up this week. We got up to 1430, went down to 1400, and probably going to close here around 1410, which I would regard as very, very constructive. So, hey, who knows how far the article I referred to four or five weeks ago said goes on to 1450 for sure on the count, but probably goes to 1650. And I just keep asking people, keep thinking about what that means to stock valuations if gold goes to 1650. It'll just be absolutely outstanding. So, let's leave it at that. Well, all right, Eric, we will leave it there, just as you said. Uh, and again, before we go, I want to remind everybody, one of the things we do every month here at Sprott Money is our Ask the Expert segment. And as part of that series, the uh, episode for July will be with Danielle DiMartino Booth, who was a one-time advisor to the Dallas Fed. And this will be your chance to interact with her. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask, just email them to us. It's submissions, the word submissions, at SprottMoney.com, or you can tweet us, tweet your questions to us at Sprott Money as well. And we'll try to work them in when we record that segment later on in July. For now, it's time to sign off. Eric, I hope you have a great weekend, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Well, Greg, I'm, I'm here in the heat wave in Europe and enjoying every minute of it, so I'll look forward to chatting on Friday. Sounds good to me, my friend. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next Friday.